Welcome to episode 208 of the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. And this episode's a bit different. No opening, nothing fancy like that. It's just going to be one topic that's near and dear to my heart. And then we'll get back to normal for the next episode. Sorry about the two-week delay again, but like I previously mentioned in the last episode with you know my fiancé and I getting ready to move to a new place... Just a lot of time's going to be absorbed with that. Work has been crazy between Dayton, Wright State, uh, WPTW starting back up again for myself, uh, TKDS Sports. I, I've been a little bit of everywhere, and my time has definitely been a uh, tribute to that. So again, sorry, not a good excuse, I know, but that's why you are now getting this episode. So like I said, this is going to be special, just straight to the topic, nothing cutesy about that, no opening. I will say go to sindaypod.com, that's where all the platforms for the podcast are. You can click on the links and listen from there. Uh, follow along on social media, sindaypod and the Lee W. Mowen, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. sindaypod.com, my personal website, the Lee W. Mowen. So why am I doing a bare bones episode with no opening, no transitions, nothing like that? Well, this again is near and dear to my heart. It's about Wright State Athletics. Now I'm a Wright State grad. I walked with my diploma, Bachelor of Arts, November 2010. And since first stepping foot on campus as a student in August 2006, I've been heavily ingrained with Wright State Athletics. In fact, my first job on campus wasn't the radio station. That would be the Guardian, which is the student newspaper there at Wright State, as a sports reporter. And I remember my first interview was played with head coach Mike Tracy talking about the men's soccer team for 2006. So I am well encultured into Wright State Athletics, as someone that is not an athlete. Nowadays, I work as the PA announcer and sometimes fill-in broadcaster for ESPN Plus and ESPN3. And you know, I was really hoping to get to see the Raider gang. That's the baseball team on campus. I was hoping to see Wright State baseball this weekend, but thanks to the COVID striking Purdue-Fort Wayne, that has turn the tides, and that's not happening now. It's also struck Oakland as well, not only the men's soccer team, which knocked them out of the tournament and giving Wright State a chance to defend last year's, I should say, last season's Horizon League tournament win, but it affected the baseball team, so Wright State has no opponents scheduled as of Saturday the 10th at 10.13 in the morning. For this weekend and next weekend, and Wright State was off last weekend, so that's possibly three weekends off. That's brutal. And that's no fault of Wright State. The first weekend, I'm not sure if that was a plan break or not, but there you go. So Wright State Athletics. As you might know, Wright State University in past years has run into some financial trouble, and attendance at Wright State is down a bit. So, what is the first thing I see? Well, this article from March 21st. Wright State Review of Athletics Comes as Overview Spending Under Scrutiny. This is from Laura Bischoff of the Springfield News Sun, which is a, 
branch of the Dayton Daily News. Let's call it a branch. So it first reads, A committee of Wright State's Board of Trustees reviewing the school's athletic department Offerings and costs is the latest effort in a debate over how public colleges should pay for intercollegiate athletics. So this is nothing new on campus. I felt like if you, you know, aren't into sports, you're in this group where you don't want sports at Wright State. Now, of course, that's not entirely true. I'm not saying that every person that doesn't like sports doesn't, you know, want sports there. I'm not saying that. It just feels like this group is just so set in their way of just, no, Wright State doesn't need sports at all. So a little further in the article, Wright State University spent about $10 million from tuition and public funds for the intercollegiate athletic programs in 2019-2020 before everything came to a screeching halt, according to data from the NCAA. For fall 2019 enrollment at the main campus, there were 12,392, which at one point Wright State had about 18,000, 19,000. So, and yes, before you ask, Wright State students mainly are commuters. I think when I was in school, I think it was about 70%, maybe more, that were commuters. But that also includes off-campus apartments, which are on Zinc Road. If you don't know the area, Zinc Road runs right behind Wright State in the on-campus apartments. So there you go. For fall 2019 enrollment, again, a little under 1300 That works out to about 800 bucks per student going to athletics. That's not bad. Other Ohio schools also play, pay millions on sports. Miami University, which is in Oxford, they spend about $27.2 million. Cincinnati, the University of Cincinnati's subsidy is $29.7 million. Again, Wright State, $10 million. That's not bad. And considering how competitive Wright State teams have been, especially the past few years. I mean, $10 million, and you have pretty much almost every team compete for a Horizon League title. That's huge. That's absolutely huge. So, Rodney Fort is a sports economist over at the University of Michigan. There is a real value in advertising sports, to a university, but schools must keep the cost in line with the size of the school. A better athletics program brings in more students, which helps colleges be more selective in choosing their students and attract better faculty. It's no accident that Big Ten schools, for example, are not just really good sports schools, but really good schools in general. I mean, if you think about Michigan, while their sports are competitive, uh, and soccer is pretty good, Baseball's pretty good. Softball's pretty good. Men's basketball have that run when they falter. Uh, lead eight, I think, to UCLA. Yeah, was lead eight. I mean, yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree with you know you have good athletics, you bring more people in. I mean, you can award scholarships, you can get athletes playing nearby or even far away. You know. The memories around college sports can encourage donations from alumni, which 
yes, I mean, you have season tickets, you have money to the actual university itself, of course. You have alumni spending to attend these games. He said, for again, a better question is whether an athletic budget is too large relative to what a university ought to be doing. But if athletics wasn't a good investment, universities wouldn't invest it in the first place, which is true. So the trustees over at Wright State launched a review in March of the school's intercollegiate athletic programs. They say the review is needed in wake of changes brought by the COVID-19 pandemic to colleges across the country. That's bull. I felt like these trustees do not understand why athletics are important on campus. Again, that's my opinion, but reading on from the article, at the committee's first meeting, March 8, members said they want to better understand how the institution works with its athletics department and how athletes contribute to the school. Marty Grunder, who is leading the review committee at Wright State Trustee, said the changes forced by COVID-19 restrictions give the school a unique chance to access the role of sports play in the university's student experience. He mentions that certainly this disruption has given us an opportunity to look at the environment today and see if there's any hidden opportunities that Wright State University could take advantage of. Wright State's not the only local college considering what to do with athletics, as Sinclair Community College in downtown Dayton already announced that there's no sports for 2021-2022. Which, suspending sports this year, I got, because, you know, we were at the height of the pandemic. Suspending this upcoming year, though, is a bit fishy, honestly. I mean... We're getting back to the point where we are slowly getting, you know, we're getting vaccinated and everything. And, you know, we're wearing masks. We're staying safe. <laughs> we're wearing masks. We're, we're getting back towards some sort of normalcy. Let's put it like that. <laughs> People wearing masks. <laughs> That's another episode entirely. And that will draw a lot of people getting angry at me. It's like, you don't need to wear a mask. It involves my Fourth Amendment rights. <laughs> anyway, so Sinclair is looking to possibly eliminate sports altogether at the community college. A report on this question is due February 2022. So future topic for another time. So, last month, Wright State University President Susan Edwards recommended eliminating up to 113 faculty positions over the next several years. This recommendation came as Wright State saw a nearly 40% decline, that's 4-0, not, you know, any other number, at main campus since 2010, dropping from, okay, I was close, 19,000, 18,354 students to, this fall, 11,090. Again, though, I mean, that's during the pandemic, so I get it. So the spokesman for Wright State Staff, Bogus, said staff reductions and the spending on athletics are not related. He had that university's financial health continues to be stable and steady. Again, another big topic is how's Wright State looking? Are they in the red or are they in the black? A lot of the Wright State's 
members will tell you that the budget is okay. I mean, you know, it's a lot better than it was a few years ago. Some faculty members have advocated for several years that the university looks at cuts to the athletic programs, which, uh, yeah, Wright State Athletics have already done that. You know, Wright State Tennis and Softball? No, you don't, because that was part of the wave to help cut spending. And it's always on my mind, will Wright State Softball and Tennis return? With softball, you got the field right there on campus. So I think that's, I think that, is a possibility. Wright State Tennis for the last few years really haven't been playing on campus. They've been playing at, oh, what's that facility between Miamisburg and Springboro? South Regency? That sounds right. Nolene McElvina, a professor of American history and president of the faculty union, points to a 2014 study commissioned by Wright State that examined the university's brand. It found current and prospective students were motivated by Wright State's affordability, easy-to-navigate campus, opportunities to participate in research and other academic factors, not the sports program. Also, the tunnels, which is part of the navigation. Okay, so for yours truly, yes, the affordability was part of it. And I also was getting into sports at the time, so that was also a big deal. So her... You know, theory, yes, affordability is probably the big draw to Wright State. I mean, for yours truly, I was looking at Wright State. Dayton, I think, offered Cincinnati would have been my second choice. And I picked Wright State because, you know, less loans to take out. And I'm not buried in debt. <laughs> Let's not go there. So while, yes, affordability is a big part, easy to navigate campus and... Sure, why not? The tunnels, yeah, that's a, uh, that's a good draw. I mean, you don't have to walk outside, although you kind of do, because the tunnels are only for the buildings on campus, and there's only one set of dorms directly in the academic side of Wright State, and that's Hamilton Hall. And that set of tunnels from the Student Union to Hamilton Hall have been locked, and they're not open to the public or to the student body. So if you live on campus, you still have to be outside for a little bit. Not the sports program. I think that's baloney. If you're a Wright State student, actually, when I first went to Wright State, uh, as a student, you were able to get into pretty much everything for free, except club sports, because club sports aren't part of the athletic, or yeah, the athletic department. So you had to pay to get into club sports. Whereas all the athletic programs show your white right one card, which is your student ID. You got in for free. Or just do what I did most of the years and bring the radio gear and broadcast. You got in for free anyway. So there you go. And for men's basketball, you got two free tickets to every game. You just have to go to the ticket office and student union and show them your right one card. You got your two tickets. I think... Nowadays, it's a bit different where you go to the ticket office on the first floor of the Nutter Center and show your right one card. I'm not entirely sure. I'm just telling you how it was when I was a student. Again, towards the second half of my time at Wright State as a student, I pretty much just showed by a radio badge and got in for free anyway. So there you go. So I think that's baloney on that. The sports program, you know, 
does draw in bodies. I mean, you want to be successful. You want to play with a successful team. And you know what? Rice State's got a bunch of successful teams. So not sure, you know, how the sports program isn't a part of that. It's part of student life. And yes, I know there's students that don't like sports. I get you. I hear you loud and clear. But there's ones that do, you know? And if you really want to build your brand, wouldn't you have that in the mix? You know, have students actually celebrate Wright State in its whole? I don't see a bunch of people going to, you know, other events wearing Wright State stuff. You know what I mean? You know, you go to the sporting events, you cheer on your team, and you wear Wright State stuff, hopefully, and not that team in Columbus crap. Whereas you go to the Arts Gala, you're really going to be walking around in Wright State gear like, woo, arts! You appreciate the arts, yes, but you get what I'm saying. There's, You do root for your brand with sports. So, yeah, it's just... I'm not sure why the different WSU administrations who have had these data for five or six years continue supporting athletics at the scale they do. Again, 10 million and UC is at 30 mil. Yes, I know UC and Miami have football programs, so the budget is a bit bigger. Wright State has a club football program. Again, not part of the athletics office. But that helps. 10 million is not bad. You know, and 800 per student, I mean, you spend more on, you probably spend more on parking passes. Well, actually, Wright State, that might not be true because once upon a time, you can just buy a pass and you park on the east side of campus and, you know, then you take the shuttle bus to get to the main part of campus. Or, you know, you spend a little bit more money, you can park at campus or wherever you lived. Makes sense, right? And as she said before, faculty don't hate athletics. <laughs> Sorry, I choked on that lie. But many don't understand why it continues to get 9 to $10 million every year while the teaching units are experiencing such deep cuts. Again, let me go over the cuts. Right, say it cuts softball, which I thought, you know, they were going to have a great year until COVID struck. Thanks, COVID. And you know what? Tennis had a nice history to it as well. Uh, before that, Wright State Swimming and Diving got the axe. Men's Track got the axe. Well, actually, Men's Track was there for about two years when I was on campus. So, so Wright State Athletics have been cutting teams to save money. It's not like, you know, we're going to field all these and get more money. <laughs> so, yeah, her her statement of faculty don't hate athletics. <laughs> In 2018, 254 faculty members signed a letter criticizing the university's support for athletics while trustees then considered staff and teaching layoffs. Yeah, like I said, I'm not, I'm not saying all faculty members hate athletics in Wright State. I'm not saying that, but most do. And you know what? Personally, I'll say this. Wright State athletics have done more for me in my tenure at Wright State, than Wright State's College of Liberal Arts has. In fact, uh, Wright State Athletics, you know, employs me on a freelance basis. You know, more money to me. Whereas the College of Liberal Arts, oh, um, I, I, I have emailed them so many times trying to get help 
for networking, trying to find broadcasting jobs, and uh, it's fallen on deaf ears. Now, if I was someone else that, you know, they loved and just sucked up to, then sure, I'd probably get some help, but not me. So, there you go. And also, Career Services called me a couple times Brandon. As you know, that's not my name. That has never been my name. My name's Lee W. Mallon. Where does Brandon fit in any of that? (sighs) Anyway, so yeah, I might be on the pro-athletic side of things, but I'm telling you why I'm on the pro-athletic side of things. Also, this is a sports podcast. What did you really expect? So Christopher E. Kirshner, president and CEO of the Dayton Area Chamber of Commerce, has a smarter read on this. College sports help the local economy. No! It's like the University of Dayton doesn't draw millions and millions of dollars by hosting the first floor. Crazy! Now, of course, it'd be great if the first floor, excuse me, first floor love would spread to another center too, but I'm not trying to start that whole hornet's nest. What I'm saying is, sports bring in money. Okay? Okay. Wright State Athletics is not only part of our economy, it's part of the fabric of our athletic community. It provides a sense of community pride and supports our local economy and the hospitality industry. You know, restaurants. If you're going to see a game, wouldn't you like something to eat? And if you don't want to eat what's available at the game, you know, there's restaurants there. Look at Colonel Glenn Highway. Look at what's available just down that stretch. You got your fast food there. You got, what is that, Texas Roadhouse, Logan's Roadhouse. You got a steakhouse at the corner. And yes, if you walk out at the perfect time of the Nutter Center, you smell the steak. And it smells good. You have a couple other places, too. Uh, What's the Thai Express? That's where the call store used to be. That's another episode for another time. I missed a college store, especially when they had the old Wright State logos. Now you can't find them anywhere, which, uh, yay. But that's not today's topic. You get what I'm saying? Just down Colonel Glen Highway, a couple minutes from the Notice Center and all of Wright State's athletic facilities, you have options. Don't like those options? Go across the bridge over 675. Oh, look. Even more options. Look at that giant mall, the Fairfield Commons, doing pretty well. I mean, better than the Dayton Mall, but we're not getting into that topic. Again, you have options down North Fairfield and Colonel Glen Highway. In fact, if you really want to go back into history, look at Colonel Glen Highway when Wright State was setting up as the branch campus of Ohio State and Miami. It was just a farm there. Did did you really think that you'd have all that stuff back then? I don't know. But, yeah, I'm in 100% agreement with Kirshner on this. Bright State Athletics is part of the community. Okay? Sorry, faculty that don't like sports. You can't really take that away from Dayton. Wright State said the athletics department serves as a front porch for the university, exposing many student-athletes to the campus. So, let's say you're getting to Wright State off 675, and you go off the North Fairfield exit. You head towards the left, you head north towards campus. What's the first thing you see that's Wright State's? You might see that white water tower by Forest Lane, sure. You might see those buildings, but more than likely, it's the Nutter Center, the home of Wright State basketball. That's the first thing you see. You might see the Mills Morgan 
Pavilion, which is where the basketball team practices. But that's what you see first if you come out the main way, the Nutter Center. If that's not more of a front porch to right state, I don't know what is. So there you go. The exposure the university gets from athletics enhances the school's brand recognition, making the degree more marketable beyond just the Dayton area. Athletics acts as a major connection point between donors and other areas of the university. Individuals identified in our donor management system as men's basketball season ticket holders have given $57 million to Wright State, much of that going to support students outside of athletics. So $57 million, and Wright State sends about $10 million for athletics. Yeah, you got $47 million of profit there. And again, much of that going to outside athletics to support the student-athlete. So, Wright State has 194 student-athletes this year competing on 11 teams, which I thought there's only 10. There's men's and women's soccer, volleyball, men's and women's basketball, baseball, uh, track and field, and golf, men's golf. I think that's the 10. Am I missing something? I don't think I am. The university's at athletics program ran a deficit for 13 of 16 years between 2005 and 2019, according to a review of athletic department budgets by USA Today. In 2019, the athletics budget was $12.4 million, which still isn't bad. About $1.9 million in revenue came from ticket sales, donations, and licensing revenues, which... I have stood up with Wright State Athletics for the longest time. That's one thing. If I could just tell the athletics department, I want to see more Wright State gear in the area. Okay? I want to see Wright State gear next to Dayton Flyers gear. There's no sense why... I. It's no sense that I have to go to the Beaver Creek Mire for Wright State gear and the Kettering Mire doesn't have any. At least not the last time I checked. I mean... Uh, this podcast has never been about taking away from the University of Dayton. Great tradition, great fans, and I never want to see that end. I've always been about, why can't Wright State have a share of that pie? You know? Why does it continue to be where Wright State, you know, can't have that piece of the pie as well? Like I said, I don't want to take any pie away from UD. Again, the history's there, the fan support's there. I never want to take that away because I'm proud of what UD has done. And I'm a proud employee of UD Athletics. I just want more for Wright State Athletics as well. You know what I'm saying? That's that's my whole thing. So, but that might be another episode for another time. So, again, I missed the college store because they were the only ones that sold old Wright State Raider logo stuff. It's hard to come a buy on eBay anymore. You used to be able to find like media guides for men's basketball in the 90s and just see how things were different. And man, just that that's just uh, that's just history right there. Anyway, Wright State says the $10 million used to augment athletic department revenue comes from two main sources. 5.7 mil, a little over in half, is net direct institutional support, which I have to assume students and everything like that. And $4.3 million comes from tuition and state aid received 
by the enrollment of the university athletes themselves. So with that, the university considers its per student subsidy to average out to 500 bucks. So not 800, 500. That's even better. You know, look at books. You spend about $5,000 per semester now on books. It used to be quarters. And still about the same. Depending on what classes you took, if you went the whole thing. Luckily, the bookstore now rents the books. With the college store, too, you could have got your textbooks there as well. And I thought most of the time the prices were better. But uh, not anymore. There's one choice. Bookstore on campus or, you know, well, online, I guess. But I'm a little surprised that Wright State hasn't done something drastic in the sports area, Vetter said. By the way, Vetter is... I feel like this is the first time we're talking about Vetter. Richard Vetter. Okay, he's a economy professor at Ohio U. Did I really skip on that? I guess I did. I skipped an entire paragraph. That's nice. So he says the students who are paying these sky-high tuition fees often do not know how much they are indirectly subsidizing the sports. You can argue that's a moral issue. No, it's not. I mean, look, you want to talk about moral issues? Why are books so expensive? And you can't return them if they're custom-made. you got to write in them. Oh, yeah, 400 bucks. I wrote this book. And uh, you can't return it to get any money back. So, uh, yeah. <sighs> Enough about that. I know that's not a right-state issue. That's a, that's a college issue throughout the thing. I'm a little surprised that Wright State hasn't done something drastic in the sports area, and the most drastic thing they can do is get out of the business completely. <laughs> but he doesn't have a problem with Ohio U and the budget spending there, but okay. But there might be some compromise going to a Division Three kind of sport, and maybe Wright, which I guess Vetter has called Wright State Wright twice, you know, because there's no state in Wright State, I guess. And yes, I know, Wright's not a state. It's a state institution. About as clever as Wright State Wrong School. But, yeah. Maybe Wright should be thinking about that. No! Let me tell you about Division Three. Fine athletes. But they got to get their money elsewhere. There's no athletic scholarships in Division Three, And this isn't here to bash Division Three Because, like I said, you'll find some great athletes in the local Division Three areas. Earlham. Wittenberg, Wilmington, um, Mount St. Joseph. Yeah, Mount St. Joseph's D3. I was thinking they were D2 for a second. I mean, them alone, they have competitive teams. Whereas, you know, why? Why would you want to lose money? You know how many people are going to get angry if you say, oh, well, we're just going D3 then. You know, nothing we could do. So a report issued by a fact finder back in 2018 as part of union negotiations between university and the faculty union concluded it would not save the school money to move its teams from Division 1 to Division 2. Division 2, you still get scholarships, but not as much. Hmm. You wouldn't save money by dropping the sports. Hmm. And if you drop sports altogether, then you wouldn't get money from that. Hmm. How interesting. 
Gabby Redden, a member of the women's basketball team and a student athlete advisory committee representative, said she wouldn't have been aware of Wright State University if it wasn't for basketball. Hmm, sports don't bring people into Wright State. Moving on, she said she was looking for a winning culture and found it at Wright State University. Huh, you mean winning teams bring more athletes in and bring more people in and more money in? Huh, I'll be darned. So, I don't think Redden Redden didn't play any of the games I announced, which have been Milwaukee and Green Bay, those Friday afternoon contests. But she's still part of the team. Just because you're not on the court or, you know, actively playing with the team doesn't mean you can't help your team. And again, she's part of the body of the Student Athlete Advisory Committee, which, you know, it sounds like what it is. Women's basketball, since that's the experience I have here, does carry a benefit to Wright State. She had basketball allows us all to come together in an inclusive environment. The women's basketball team, well, they played Monday in the first round of the NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament. Spoilers, they upset Arkansas before falling to Missouri State, who then fell to eventual champion Stanford. So yeah, Wright State got their first V1 win. With an upset over Arkansas. You're telling me that's not bringing money in? For the record? For the brand? You're telling me that doesn't... So, going on the other side, Sydney McGilton, a third-year mechanical engineering student, said she's very involved with club and intramural sports, which, at Wright State, there's a ton of them. I mentioned club football. There was club ice hockey, but uh, no more since... They are having trouble getting players in, and that's a shame. Although ice hockey is probably one of the most expensive sports you can have. Lacrosse is huge there. Soccer, softball, baseball. I mean, pretty much Wright State has club sports, if you know that's your thing. So she was elected to be president of the club softball team for next year. She also works for the fitness center on campus. But college sports was not something she considered when she decided to attend Wright State, which... Fair enough. That's fine. I mean, again, I recognize that not everyone's coming to Wright State for sports. I get that. I honestly do. But my whole thing is it's ridiculous to go the other way and say, oh, Wright State doesn't need sports at all. You know, again, the affordability, that's the big thing that drew me in. And also the college radio station. I was like, oh, yeah, I want to go here. Whereas, you know, if you take athletics away, that's one more thing you're taking. That's the brand. That's a loss of brand. So she mentions that college is a place to prepare for your future career. Wright State's connections to Wright Patterson Air Force Base and companies like UES Incorporate were significant factors I considered when selecting Wright State. Their affordable tuition and highly ranked, highly rated engineering programs were also driving factors for me. Okay, so sports isn't in there. That's fine. And if you don't want to have that as part of your student life experience, okay, that's also fine. So it mentions that June 2020, Wright State cut both men's and women's tennis and softball. So as much as I don't like talking about them, Ohio State is one of a few athletic programs that are self-sustaining. You can think... uh, The cupcake team, I mean, sorry, the football team that schedules nothing but cupcakes. I mean, the football team for most of that. Although 
their athletics expects to run a deficit this year thanks to COVID-19. I mean, that that's hitting everyone, you know? There's no getting around that. When you stop sports, that's when the money stops. So, yeah, everyone's had to deal with that. So, t- typically, OSU turns a profit because the revenue's from football, even though Ohio State doesn't play anyone. So, with every other public university in Ohio, that's not the case. According to the data assembled by USA Today, subsidizing college Athletics with university funds and or student fees is commonplace. Hmm. So it's not just Wright State does that. Good to know. So 27.2 million of the nearly 40 mil athletics program Miami University comes from subsidies and student fees. At Cincinnati of the about 69 million, about 30 million comes from that. Bowling Green, 12.9 million. And university funds cover 2.2. 7 million of the 26 million dollar athletic budget. So mostly student fees at BGSU. And they got some good programs up there as well. So this is Sarah Kilpatrick, who is the executive director of the Ohio Conference of the American Association of University Professors. We continue to hear that universities should operate more like businesses. I don't know of any business that would look at an arm that's losing $10 million each year and think that the status quo is sustainable or acceptable. Does she know of the whole spend money to make money type of thing? I also don't know of any business that would cut the employees who generate their revenue and profit. That's not entirely true because of the fact that, you know, you're not cutting all of it. You're just cutting some of it. And you know what? Who's saying that Wright State won't hire them back if, you know, attendance goes back up to the highs? That it experienced. You know? I also don't know of any business that would cut the employees to generate the revenue and profit at universities that is the faculty. She also added that if alumni and others want to see sports continue, they can do so through private donations, but the time has passed for universities to plug their athletic deficits by taking money from the academic side of the institution, money that's funded by student tuition and fees, as well as taxpayer dollars. So, that's the end of the article. And again, this is written by Laura Bischoff from the Springfield News Sun. I'm reading it off Yahoo News. So, okay, I should probably mention, you know, I'm not the most, you know, knowledgeable about a college or university's budget. In fact, I have pretty much no knowledge on that. But the whole thing is, what do faculties put in to Wright State? They take a paycheck and, you know, they teach and everything. But, uh, you know, going in, what's, you know, is it the books? And, you know, is it that? Which, you know, I've already mentioned how much I hated that. I think one quarter, because it was quarters, I spent about a thousand bucks on books, and quarters are 11 weeks counting the final exams. So, yeah. So, going back to the whole athletic side of things, Bob Grant, who's the athletic director and I think does a wonderful job at Wright State, really does a nice job pushing the brand. So, this is from a tweet on March 23rd, and he shares the Wright State Daily News forward about the positive exposure coming to Wright State Athletics. 
The total clips in the report, there are 834 total clips. Guess how many athletics brought in? Go ahead, guess. No, that's too low. No, that's too low still. I'm, I'm assuming you're guessing low. 786 of the 834 total clips belong to Wright State Athletics. There's one from alumni. There's one from the Boonshoff School of Medicine. There's two from the College of Engineering and Computer Science. And there's three from Nursing and Health. Yeah. Athletics, 786 of 834. It's just keep on coming, but you know it, it's not uh, it's not important to have athletics, especially ones that are competitive or anything. No, that doesn't bring in money. So my big thing is, you know, I don't understand why the faculty has this hatred of Wright State athletics. I, I don't I don't understand it because of the fact that it brings in money. Yes, they might lose a little money in the process, but you're getting people recognizing your brand. Do anyone else? Does anyone else's department do that? No, yours truly does try to be, you know, a great alum, but yeah, I just uh, this whole thing really irritates me, and it's because of the fact that I think that faculty's being unfair on this. You know, if you're angry at the people running Wright State, that's one thing, but don't take it out on athletics just because, oh, well, it's not important. So the special committee is considering using an outside company to examine sports, which could cost $50,000. Yet you're talking about athletics, which takes about 11 mil. Yeah, I think it's a waste. This is from Eileen McClory of Dayton Daily News. This is from April 6th, so a little bit more recent. A special committee created to examine Wright State University's athletic program is considering hiring an outside firm to help with the analysis. Really? You can't do this on your own? Several board trustees on the special committee on intercollegiate athletics expressed concerns on Tuesday that the scope of what they have been tasked with will be too much for them to make a thorough and fair report in less than a year. It doesn't help that most of the faculty are anti-sports, but there you go. Trustee Doug Fechner said he's spoken to one company which does analysis of university athletic programs. They really take a deep dive into what an athletics program means, really trying to help an institution determine if an athletic program is aligned with its resources, missions, and values. That's a key aspect that I've come to learn in my research is that an athletics program must support the mission and values of the university. The cost will be really or very reasonable. The company is doing a similar project for a university and is charging 35000 He estimated that the university would need to budget 50000 for a similar report. Why the uptick by 15000 for Wright State? The report would be due back in three to four months. Fechner did not name the company. Trustee Brittany Whiteside, 
who is the executive associate athletic director at the University of Virginia in Charlottesville and also former Wright State women's basketball player. Great player. I think she was a senior my freshman year at Wright State. She has also heard of a few similar companies. Andrew Platt, another member of the committee, said he didn't object to looking at what the companies could do for them and asking for a bidding process. The biggest concern was cost. I, I still think that's just throwing your money away, but okay. The members of the Special Committee on Intercollegiate Athletics decided to inquire about costs and get some estimates together at the end of the meeting. The decision will be made later, so nothing's been finalized yet. This is four days ago. So, yes, I, I, I do feel bad that the faculty positions are going to be losing 113 jobs. I do feel bad on that. I'm not anti-faculty, but I'm also not, you know, I'm not a big fan of people saying, oh, hey, let's rip sports away because, you know, well, that'd be fun. I I just, it just irritates me, you know, because Wright State Athletics, like I mentioned, all of them are competitive. You know, I mean, volleyball won their first ever tournament and they're going to the big dance to take on Samford. Women's basketball won their first D1 playoff game in the big dance. Men's basketball, yes, they should have done better by getting out of the quarterfinals of the tournament and not blowing a 24-point lead to Milwaukee. That gives me just chills every time I have to say that. But look at men's basketball season. Dominant in the Horizon League and sharing the title with Cleveland State. You know? And yes, I know people are mad that, you know, head coach Scott Nagy gets half a million dollars. If you look at the other programs, what are the coaches getting? And what are their successes? You know? Again, spend money to make money. If you want to see success, you pay them. Or else they're going to take another job and you don't get that success. So I'm going on the Pro Boards of Wright State. That's wrightstate.proboards.com. And there's an interesting post from OG Raider fan. I love the avatar. It's a picture of the classic Wright State Viking logo. Yes, they were known as Raiders, and they had a Viking back in the day. It's a great logo. Now, it's a pretty long post. There's some speculation early in this thread about what sports Wright State will have to bring back to get us for the D1 minimum by 2022-2023. Based on the article that Wright State has started this committee, maybe Wright State will go big and bring in lacrosse, ice hockey, or maybe swimming and diving come back that don't use many scholarships, but do have large rosters, which will help revenue. I mean, I I was always under the belief that if you got, you know, a scholarship, it pays for the whole thing. Not necessarily true. It depends on each sport. I mean, you know, some sports don't give out whole scholarships to players unless they're really, 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 really good. Like your five stars and what have you. But, you know, it's still money for you that you can use for your education. It, it sounds like the committee isn't really interested in just scrapping athletics together. Maybe I'm overreacting on that. But at the same time, I mean, 
it's, I've always fear about that possibility just because, you know, there's those faculty that believe it should just be, you know, go to class, get your degree, and that's it. And like I mentioned, I made no bones about this that some people don't want to see athletics. Fine. I get that. But no, I, I just think the whole, you know, overreach is just, you know. And yeah, there's someone that agrees with me that they formed a committee to talk about the future of athletics and then they're looking at an outside company for the job they were tasked at. So yeah, I think that's a bit uh, BSPN, the worldwide leader of BS about that. But who's to say right now? Like I said, I, I, I think that, you know, I think that the future is bright for Wright State Athletics. And I really do see Wright State, you know, still having athletics. I don't see the drop down to D2 and D3 like, you know, most people tell me the Wright State needs to do, which, uh, no. But at the same time, you know, I, I feel like there's just, you know, again, Wright State Athletics have done more for me than the College of Liberal Arts has. And that's the college I had to go through to get my degree in the first place. You know, the athletics, you know, they've, they give me a job. They give me opportunities to broadcast and announce. And, you know, they I feel like they genuinely care about me. Whereas liberal arts, haven't heard from them since I got my degree. So, yeah. I will say this. If Wright State does make the drastic decision to cut athletics completely... I'm not giving Wright State a single cent. You know? Grant, I don't give much money anyway, but... Yeah. The, no. No money for me. That would do it. I would be like, nope. So, yeah. No money from this alum if athletics go the way of scrapping. So... Like I mentioned, for Wright State, I mean, men's soccer, they were the fifth seed, and this year, because of COVID, only the top four teams on our horizon they get to play in the tournament. But because Oakland has COVID issues on baseball and men's soccer, that means Wright State got to slide up and be a part of the tournament. They'll get to travel to number one, Northern Kentucky, on Sunday. That's going to be a dynamite match between the Raiders and the Norse. They didn't get to play each other in the regular season. It got canceled. Not sure if it was on Wright State or NKU's side. But, well, they're getting a chance. The Raiders are getting a chance to, you know, defend their trophy. I'm looking through another uh, topic on the same boards, wrightstate.proboards.com, and talk about the faculty and enrollment issues. Someone made a very nice point. If you can cut 113 out of 600 and still service your customers, then you've been way too fat for way too long. So, yeah. You want to complain about Wright State fielding 10 sports and getting about, uh, about 11 mil per year, and yet you have 600 faculty for close to 1,200? For what? 
You know? And now, Wright State Faculty Senate will conduct a vote of confidence or no confidence, no confidence in President Edwards. Yeah. And someone agrees with me that the faculty union just... Yeah. A vote of no confidence does absolutely nothing positive for Wright State or the union. If they succeed, all that happens is Wright State Board trustees are notified in writing that the faculty's not happy. And... Yeah, I, I, again, I, I just, I, I worry about Wright State Athletics because A, alma mater, follows his teams closely, and that's also jobs for me. I don't see College of Liberal Arts offer me a job. I don't see anything like that. So, there you go. And I, I just think, you know, they're focus is entirely just off kilter. It's just not, you know. I think it's misplaced anger, misplaced guidance. You know, I want Wright State to be successful as well, but their anger towards athletics, I feel is misplaced. Maybe maybe it could be streamlined even more. I'm not saying that the athletics department is absolutely perfect, but again, it's just like, you know, you're looking at a, you know, a puff of smoke, whereas you got a big bonfire burning behind you, you know. But that's just me. And again, I support Wright State University Athletics. This podcast talks a lot of Wright State Athletics, and I am proud of my alma mater. Unless they cut sports, then, you know, we won't talk about that. So again, Wright State Sports, you know, it is an important piece, not only to the university, but Dayton, Ohio, and sports in general. And that is how I close episode 208, an, about an hour talking about this. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think this episode would last 20 minutes, and lo and behold, there you go. So that's my take on it. I'm not sure if you learned anything. I, I feel like I, you know shared my opinions and the news and even balance. So I definitely think, you know, this is an important topic. And you know, I want right State athletics to stay. So hopefully next episode won't take two weeks and we'll catch you up on the Cincinnati Reds. What a hot start they have. The Cincinnati Bengals adding a ring of honor for the first time ever in their 50 plus years of existence, which that really excited me, especially the two candidates for the first round of the ring. And University of Dayton Baseball is going to play at Dayer Ballpark next week, and the Dragon season starts next month. So there's plenty of local sports to talk about. Don't let anyone tell you that the only sports in town are just at that school in Columbus, because it's not. There's plenty of good stuff here in Dayton. This is Lee W. Mound signing off. Again, visit the podcast website, sendaypod.com and the leewmound.com. Again, this is a proud supporter of Wright State Athletics. And shame on the faculty union for making it seem like athletics is the problem. Until episode 209, where we get back to a normal schedule, hopefully. 
This is Lee W. Mound signing off. Thanks for listening to the Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast, your local source of local sports. You can't hear it on Dayton Radio. Talk to you again for episode 209.